0: You know. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> Good afternoon. Congratulations. A path to intuitive wellness, but take. How are you today? Hello.
1: I'm doing
0: How oh. you. Good, now that I remembered to unmute myself.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that helps. So what is the big topic for today?
1: Well, well let's see. Oh, I think there's a little bit of an echo. Um, Was there anything that we didn't finish talking about last time? Um, Let's see. I think we could talk about, to start at least, the importance of potassium, because I know that was something that was brought up, um, especially relative to salt and how important that that is. Because I know a lot of people are under the impression that salt can be really harmful for your health if you have too much. Um, And I think I was starting to say that it's about balance in large part. So you want to have like about twice as much potassium as you do sodium. And I think you brought up how potatoes are a good source and we talked about some good sources. But potassium is really important for, like, the nervous system, so a good sign that you might not be getting enough is not sleeping very well. Um, That's one thing that led to insomnia for me in the past, that as soon as I started getting enough potassium, I was sleeping better. It can actually be really important for heart issues as well, um, but it's really important that you get a good balance so you don't necessarily just take a ton of potassium without enough salt um, because, again, it's about that balance. So it is good enough. Good to get it in those food sources like seafood, sweet potatoes, plantains, leafy greens, and things like that. Um, and that might be enough. Even for people that have really high blood pressure, they might find simply having more potassium can actually regulate their blood pressure to the point that they may no longer need a blood pressure medication, potentially. So,
0: one, how much potassium do we need? And two, other than bananas, what's another good source for potassium?
1: hmm So actually people are really surprised that we need about 4,700 uh,
0: Sorry, that was my fault. I got a new thing. the mic oh, and, stuff new thing. Too, and I hit the wrong button trying to mute it.
1: Ah, uh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, Let's see, 4,700 milligrams. Most people get like half of that. So it's really no surprise that people think that they just need less salt because they're not getting nearly enough potassium. But it's important to start slow. So if you find that you're getting a really low amount, that doesn't mean you should just jump up to that. You would want to work up to it slowly and incorporate the more potassium-rich foods at a slower rate, don't just, like, pop a bunch of potassium pills or something. But, um, but, yeah, so the leafy greens, sweet potatoes, potatoes, bananas, plantains, coconut water, winter squash, so, like, butternut squash, acorn squash, things like that. Um, and, yeah, like, green juices are good. Even tomato juice or tomato sauce can have a lot of potassium. Um yeah and that's another that that sounds
2: very doable you know sometimes Mm -hmm. you think you know um what would i have to eat and those are things that you know at least for myself and you know my family that we normally do eat so that that's that's good to know
1: good yeah and it's they're pretty good foods you know um and beans are also a good source that I forgot, but it's weird though, because even though those aren't like terrible foods to eat, when I personally put in my, um, my consumption into the website, I've told you guys about before chronometer.com, I still found that I was having like only two thirds of the daily requirement. So it's actually surprising, especially if you're not eating enough in general which is why I think it's really helpful to, you know, put your food into that website if you can for at least a day or two to get like a rough idea of where you're at. But there are things that you can do to supplement if it doesn't turn out to be easy. But that's something that I would only really recommend if you get tested to make sure you're not overdoing the potassium, because if you're not healthy enough, if you're really sick, your body might not like potassium as a supplement. Um, because it's important to get that salt and if you're super, um, I don't know if you've heard of adrenal fatigue, but if your body is just exhausted, it will start, um, actually excreting salt in your urine. So it could actually be an issue of not enough salt in addition, and that can cause major problems too. So as much as salt is villainized, it's actually a really important tool. What, what was that website again that you had mentioned? Mm -hmm. Um, I was saying that if you're really sick, I will, I will elaborate a little more. So if you're really sick, like people that have been fighting a disease or if they have adrenal fatigue, which is just, um, symptoms of that or like, you're really tired all the time. You don't feel like you have energy to do anything or if you've been fighting an illness. That can wear out your adrenal glands, which are what produce adrenaline in your body, which keeps your body fighting against any illness or stress. And what those do when they're worn out is they'll start releasing all the salt that you're taking in into your urine. So you start losing salt. So for people in those situations, it's especially important to get enough salt. And if they're taking potassium exclusively without that balance, especially if your body is in that state that can actually make them feel worse so that's why it's so important to kind of listen to your body and nothing is one size fits all you know Um, and don't just listen to the the generic advice to completely get rid of salt because some people actually really you know they really need it to feel better (coughs) yes Yeah. So it's all about balance. Um, and if you can, like I said, if you find that your potassium is really low, it's ideal to get your levels checked at the doctor, um, or just slowly increase it. And when you do get a source of potassium, I would make it something that is salted like a potato or, um, You know, a banana is fine, but maybe not all, like, bananas, leafy greens, if that makes sense, because you want to have something that you're adding salt with just to make sure your body is getting that balance if you're not getting tested. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, and another thing that I thought of that's really important as far as salt that people don't realize, is you actually need it to make stomach acid. So if you're not getting enough salt, you can actually have poor digestion uh, because your stomach acid is made of HCL, hydrochloric acid. So half of that is chloride from salt. So I think the big issue that people have with um, salt is more an issue just from sodium rather than salt because what's put in the processed food is just sodium. It's not sodium chloride. So you're not getting the benefits of salt. So that's why it can be so helpful if you can to make things at home. You know, you can make the same thing at home that you might get from the store and it could be a lot healthier because of things like that, like food that just comes in its natural form.
2: I know that you know. When I think of salt, I think of iodine. <laughs> yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. You know, didn't realize it had the natural potassium.
1: Uh, chloride has natural chloride. Yeah, and the iodine is really important as well. Um, that's something that we're not really taught about that much. But iodine actually can have an effect on a population's IQ. So if you're not getting enough iodine, you can actually, um, the population can slowly become less smart. So um, there have been studies showing that people that, you know, are deficient of iodine in the womb can have um, mental retardation, which Mm. I think is just mind-blowing. We don't know that. And People barely ever hear about iodine, um, and it's important, but it's really important. You get it in fish, like from the sea, anything that comes from the sea, because that's the natural source. And um, kelp, that's a good source for, like, people who are vegan. Um, In the U.S., we have iodine in our dairy, but a lot of countries don't have iodine as much naturally in the soil and in things like dairy. So it can be important to take kelp or eat kelp. Um, and you might notice that you're a lot more um, clear-headed when you're making sure you're getting enough iodine. And once again, that's another thing that you could find out if you put your food into that chronometer.com website, just to get an idea if you're having enough, because you might be having brain fog and not realize that you're simply not getting enough iodine. Yeah, it just it blew my mind when I heard that because who would ever think that something could affect your brain function so much, but, yeah, we haven't really heard about it.
2: I always thought that iodine was um, the word of um, goit. Goit, mm-hmm. was it? Yes. Yeah. Goiter. <laughs> yeah. Goit, exactly. Yes. And so that's yeah. why it's, I mean, you know, we... A lot of times, I mean, we do have some specialty salts, but a lot of times you just use the Morton salt, just the regular salt. But I noticed that they, um, there's, you know, iodine is added um, to that. And is that one, you know, and I guess always thought all salts had
1: iodine in it.
2: So I guess, uh-huh. guess not.
1: No, yeah, the iodized salt does have some, but what people don't realize... Um, iodine tends to evaporate, so it's really not as much as you might think because where do people put salt? It's in the shakers, which has, like, <laughs> air coming in. So that True. can allow the iodine to evaporate. So, um, and yeah, that's something else that I didn't think about until after our call last time was it's good to have unrefined salt, but something oh, that but you're going to mix is not iodine. So that's more reason to make sure you're getting it with something like help um, because iodized salt does supply some. It might not even be enough, but if you're cutting out that small amount that you're getting, that's important to know. So there are benefits of table salt because it's iodized, but a lot of people aren't getting all of their sodium from that anyway. And once again, the sodium that's in like processed pre-made foods, that won't be iodized. So really regardless, it's important to check um, most of the population isn't using that iodized table salt anymore. So. Oh, wow.
2: <clears throat> and then it just made me realize how probably old my salt is. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're exactly. this big container and, yep. you know, if, if you're not using... We have been, I have to say, we have been using a lot of salt because it's corn season, and so we have been eating corn on the cob. We have Mm -hmm. a a wonderful um, corn, you know, at this time of year locally. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's awesome. In what region are you in that you're getting that good corn? We're in upstate New
2: York, so we're near Niagara Falls.
1: And
2: we're in okay. Buffalo. So, oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's a better. Year. You guys might be getting a good amount of iodine in your soil, so that that corn might have some iodine in it, but yeah, maybe not enough. We really don't know because it varies so much. But that's great that you're eating local. That's the best for sure. Mm.
2: Yes, mm. we have a wonderful nursery that. So we have fresh squash. Um, we're growing our tomatoes um and you know (laughs) unfortunately my um the woodchucks ate my pepper plants
1: so
2: (laughs) between between the deer and the woodchuck
1: i don't have much of a garden left (laughs) what kind of peppers were they were they spicy or were they bell peppers no green green and yellow bell
2: peppers and it was it was cute because it was this tiny little pepper and but they something had eaten all the leaves off, but the little pepper was still there and now that's gone too. Um I had my oh. own squash and um a cantaloupe, um, a watermelon and I don't have much of a garden. Um
1: and that sounds like a great garden. Well, no, because <laughs> Yeah, you don't know, because I would
2: <laughs> Everything, everything's gone so um you know, it was just it was just funny uh, yeah. it's, the tomato plant is on my front porch which is a sheltered porch um and so that's that's the only thing that's thriving because nothing has attacked that
1: so oh my gosh yeah, they can be pesky little suckers from what I've heard. Well,
2: <laughs> so it's funny because we are in the city, but, um, right. you know, if you Google Earth, you notice how much green space we have around us. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just funny just to have the deer, so many deer. You know, just in the run, oh, my husband um, was out yesterday about 11 o'clock in the morning, and right that walking down the street, there's a deer. You know, just it's just it's just very funny. But, yeah.
1: Well that's cool. Yeah, they can be fun to see and look at, but not when they're eating your garden. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yes, we do try we eat, um a lot of or trying even more and more to eat a lot of, um, fruits and vegetables. Um especially nowadays everything Um, you know, it's so fresh and there's so many farmers markets around. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah, that's one thing also that I, that came to my mind that I didn't think to mention. I think it was the first show that we did. You asked me at the end, what's the easiest um, basic thing that you can say for someone who wants to just start on their health journey? And I Mm -hmm. talked about how getting a lot of fruits and vegetables is a good idea. Um, So something I didn't think to mention that pretty much anyone can do if you have a blender is a green smoothies. So um, you can actually make them taste really good if you just blend, like, spinach and your favorite kind of juice first. And then you can add in frozen fruit and yogurt if you want. And it actually tastes really good. And you can get a ton of fruits and vegetables in there. And that's what I did for years. And I felt like it kept me really healthy. And then I didn't necessarily have to worry about vegetables every single time I ate if I was busy or something. And it just, you know, you're eating healthy and you can also live a normal life at the same time. Mm-hmm. Had,
0: yeah.
1: um, I have a wonderful protein-shaped
2: base. And that I... Um add the frozen fruit too um mm-hmm. which is really good um I'm on blood thinner from um having multiple blood clots, and so the, some of the leafy green spinaches and things are um mm-hmm. I kind of avoid a little because of the vitamin k but um but other vegetables you know I'm definitely um you know
1: all in favor of him (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely well that's cool and it's really surprising how you can't taste the spinach at all especially if you blend it first you don't even notice the texture or anything like that i didn't believe Mm -hmm. it before i did it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not the taste it's the the amount of vitamin k it just um interferes with taste. no
1: totally yeah for you i would not Um, but I wonder, I don't think avocado has vitamin K, but I don't know if you've ever tried that, but that's like a really good VM, and it can make everything so creamy when you blend it. But Mm. I don't know if it has vitamin K or not, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but,
2: um, but I do like the, um, the one I get has is a vanilla flavored base, and then mm-hmm. I usually um, it probably should have skim milk. I try to use one percent milk. I just really don't like skim milk, um, but blending that up with and then adding the frozen fruit, frozen fruit, um, it just makes a nice, makes them nice, 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 nice. It's an, it's, it's my go-to it's 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 breakfast.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how good the protein mixes and stuff can can be. Um, Yeah, and I guess that's another thing that can be um, different for everyone. Like, you might have reasons that you want to have the skim milk, but maybe it's healthier or whatever, or it goes, you know, fits in with the macronutrient ratio that you want. But what people don't know is some of the health benefits of dairy, actually, even for weight loss. So... The CLA in dairy, the conjugated linoleic acid, that's actually a fatty acid. So it's not going to be in skim milk. But especially if you're having a grass-fed dairy, there's going to be more of that CLA, which has been proven in studies to help weight loss immensely. So that's going to be in cheese, milk, yogurt, even cream. So that's something that I was... um, really avoidant of until I took my nutritional therapy class. And I realized that there can actually be a lot of benefits of dairy. And now I see a lot of people, you know, trying to get in a lot of milk and things like that. And trying to add in things like heavy cream would seem like the kiss of death for weight loss um, with (laughs) what a lot of the mainstream health advice is um, initially. But there can be benefits as long as you're digesting it properly and it works for you. You know, I, I do use heavy cream works. when I make a um,
2: um, oh goodness sake, not a souffle, um, a quiche. Um, yeah, we works. like ham and cheese quiche. It, it's so simple to, you know, rip up, and um, you know, it, you get you have you, vegetables in it, and you know. Sometimes ham, you know, depending on what I what I have. Quiche is fun. Mm-hmm. Quiche candy can be like um, clean out the refrigerator. What leftovers do you have? <laughs> Put them in a quiche.
1: Exactly, and then you have breakfast for a week. Convenience is mm-hmm. half of it. So,
2: <laughs> or, e- or even lunch. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, ah, quiche is so good.
2: Well, yeah. I um, I'm really watching what I eat in p- and portions. And so this, and I only weigh myself on Sundays. Um, mm-hmm. And I've lost eight pounds this past week. So oh, I'm happy wow. about That's that. So, um, well, I'm really, I'm just being careful of what I eat. And um, now I'm not over exercising, but I am getting a lot more movement in than I've had for
1: quite some time so so what kind of movement do you normally do just like stuff around the house or do you like walks or what kind
2: actually because you know getting out and about walking I haven't I actually it it sounds crazy but there's a program on YouTube um and it's um walking walking in place, oh it,
1: and it, that place. it really it's,
2: it's really, not, not you know i mean for for <laughs> but it's it's a great start, and it's it and i it's at the point that I'm at that I can do it, and it's it's not just walking, it's um you know steps, and you know it's it's just it's just a nice um <laughs> it fits with my senior lifestyle, i guess, but mm-hmm. it's You know, some of the exercise programs are just way beyond me at this point, but this one is a great start. And so it's something I can do and it's, you know, I can do it right in my craft room. So
1: (laughs) it works. Wow. And that just goes to show how important it is for it to be accessible, whatever you choose to do. It doesn't really matter what Mm -hmm. it is as much as that you're going to do it. That's great. Yeah. I, one thing that I like that I think is really fun is like hula hooping. And I've been surprised how much of an effect that can have. I think it's probably pretty similar to walking in place in the way that you move your body. But, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of major yes. transformations for people just doing that. So whatever you think is fun, you know, or whatever is easiest. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause, yeah. Because awesome. giving outside walking um, is just... It's just not conducive right now. Um, Ron actually goes tomorrow. We have an appointment um, with the surgeon to um, see about getting his other knee replaced. And so maybe after that we'll be walking outside a little more. But in the meantime, this I can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So something. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just clearing my throat. I'm... <clears> throat> oh, I thought you were going to say something. Uh, something that just came uh, to my mind that might people might be surprised about, about that can be helpful that they might have in their house already. Um, it just made me think of about it when you you mentioned your husband's joints because it has to do with joint health. But um, Jello or gelatin can actually be really helpful for anti-inflammation. And people may not realize that there are actually health benefits. They probably think, oh, Jello, that's a terrible, you know, food or whatever. Who knows what's in that? And that may be the case. Um, but you can also use just gelatin and then your own flavoring. But regardless, the gelatin in it is beneficial because it's, um, it's an amino acid. So it's a component of protein that we don't tend to get in our modern diet. So So, our ancestors used to get a lot more of it um, because they ate the entire animal and there are actually a lot of benefits to that. There have been a lot of studies showing that um, some of the negative effects of eating a lot of meat are completely mitigated by balancing out with gelatin because of the amino acids in it like glycine, which is anti-inflammatory. It can be helpful with with detoxification, with skin health, with joint health. Um, So your bones are in large part made up of collagen, which gelatin has the components to make. So people might not realize if they have osteoporosis that their collagen might be low because that's something that we don't talk about or tend to test. And um, so generally, it's a good idea to get Some amount of glycine or gelatin or collagen in every meal. So that's why, like last time we talked, I mentioned, um, using like whole cuts of meat, like a whole chicken or ribs supply, um, those amino acids or, you know, any bone in steak or roast, um, things like that. Some of the tougher cuts of meat that you have to slow cook and you see that, um, the film on top, that's like the gelatin, and that's how you know that it has those beneficial effects. And that's why bone broth is so popular now that people that are really into health tend to drink bone broth. That's the same reason, it's because it's going to benefit your joints and so many other aspects of your health. That's that's good to I
2: when i I recently cleaned out my pantry since you know those shelves are so deep, there is things hidden back there, nothing bad, um, but I have probably twenty boxes of jello, so, <laughs> so oh, man, really?
1: I'll, I'll, I'll make some up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people don't realize there are actually some good things in there. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Think, think
0: back to like the past always had jello with dinner. Sure. That was like Yes. hmm uh-huh. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not too bad.
2: Bad. Yeah. Right right down the road from us is the Jell O Museum. So But and it's funny because when you mention that I do have osteoarthritis in my hands very badly, Um, so that is something I'm going to I'm going to add. I mean how I'm going to give that a try? How simple, you know? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, you can do it with Jello. You can get a collagen powder, throw that in your smoothies. You can um, oh, we do, or you can just Yes. Yeah. oh yeah, yes, yeah. cool. We do have
2: Ron adds it to my smoothie. <laughs> he does have a collagen powder. I just don't a Yeah, right.
1: yeah, and there are yeah. like ratios. If you want to get technical, figure out if you're getting enough. Maybe I can throw a um, a link more about that up in on the group page so people can see it if they really want to make sure they're getting enough but generally anytime you have like an animal protein or an animal muscle meat that's going to be lower in, glycine. in glycine so that's, so that's when you want to add in collagen and the gelatin okay yeah wonderful yeah hmm. okay Yeah, and I know last time, well, the first time we talked, you also asked me about um, the simple things that someone can do to get started, and I thought, well, maybe I should make that something that's easy for people to consume, so I'm going to have a handout, and I'll go ahead and put that on the group, too, so everyone can have that if they want, like on their fridge or whatever, to see, like, what are the things that I need to do to start Simply improving my health, and that'll come with um, just the simple information, the website I mentioned, so you always have it at your, um, you know, on hand. Okay. Wonderful. I appreciate that. No problem. Anything I can do to help people feel better, you know. I hate when people (laughs) are suffering unnecessarily, you know. It's, I just feel like a lot of times it's not necessary, but it's not saying everything can be solved with nutrition, but I think people don't realize some of the easy things that are out there. It's just a crime, you know. Yes.
0: And then coming out the first of September will be the radio show, Optimize My Life magazine. And we'll add that stuff in the magazine as well. There will be a virtual okay. version. Down the road, we're going to have an actual paper version, but for right now, it'll be, you know, each show and host will have few pages to add what they want to add. We'll have links, everything about what's going on with the shows and different topics, mm-hmm.
1: recipes. Okay, perfect.
0: Just a newsletter.
1: Yeah, and any time you guys feel like you would benefit from some kind of information, let me know and I'm happy to provide. I have a lot of resources that I can get from like the class I took, and I'm always researching, so it's really easy for me to just get that to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful.
2: Wonderful. It's
1: it's just such a
2: it's such a good um as you said, a resource, just, you know, to, because sometimes you think, okay, I'm, you know, I'm actively trying to lose weight and just be, be a lot more healthy and, but sometimes you think, oh, that means I can't have this, I can't, and all
1: the can'ts instead of. Yeah, exactly. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just going to say that's what can be preventative for so many people or it can just derail. So important that it's about balance. And I know that from experience, I've went on really restrictive diets, trying to do the perfect thing. And, you know, some people with a type A personality can really go um, super, you know, authoritarian with what they're doing. And it might make them really not eat enough at all or the healthier response actually is to just go off of your diet if that's the case and just start eating what you need to eat, you know. So it's going to be one or the other. It's that or balance. So it's, that's why it's so important to me that people know that it is okay to enjoy something that actually tastes good, you know, maybe just make it at home or maybe just know the healthier option that you're still going to like a taste of, or don't have the healthier option, and then don't feel guilty, so you keep doing what you've been doing that's been so, you know, beneficial. People just don't do well with, like, um, black and white restriction, you know, you have to know that it's okay and understand why, in my opinion.
0: Well, that's one thing we talked about this morning, is do what healthy for you. Not mm-hmm. what's healthy for one person may not be healthy for you. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean something that works perfect for someone could actually put someone else in the hospital, you know. It could be that serious. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to listen to your body and that's that's the authority is your body. And it helps when you go slow, too. And that just kind of gives the respect to show your body, I'm working with you. So show me if something isn't working. And that's so, too, because we, we're
0: in this age of everybody's an expert. You know, it's a one-size-fits-all world. You have to. And it's so weird when you look at it, because, like, right now, it's all about being the skinny person. But when you look Mm -hmm. back in the periods in the early nineteen hundreds, the chunkier, the healthier person was actually what was in.
1: Exactly. That's so true. When you look at the sculptures and stuff, they're a lot more average of a body type. Or even considered bigger now in our culture. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is not saying that everyone should be overweight or anything, but changing our mindset on that can actually paradoxically make it easier to lose weight because it's been found that body shaming and things like that are actually counterproductive to losing weight. So it's a a good thing, I think, that (laughs) body positivity is happening a little more in America, or at least it started to, you know, that it's okay to be where you're at. You know, acceptance is important, in my opinion.
2: Right. But to a certain degree, I mean, I am way, way overweight for my, you know, actually, if I was seven feet tall, I'd probably be fine, mm-hmm. but I'm not. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah. you know, just, yeah. And it's not like I'm trying to be a size two, you know, or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, I have, um, you know, since my since my surgeries and um, the medication that I've been on after cancer, it just has added pounds that, um, you know, and and forty years of being a secretary and sitting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So now that I'm um retired, there's um you know, I just need to make some changes. You know, nothing nothing drastic but just um just being just being more healthy.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just um, you know, sometimes shaming yourself into it isn't the most important thing, is all I'm saying. But Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because that's when you go into like the starvation diet, or I'll I'll do anything right now, and then you know I'll just eat grapefruit or something like that, and that's not going to have the long term effect. That's all, but
2: right, yeah, right. That's Well, good. I remember you know, I, and like oh, yeah. our first call, I had mentioned about okay. my brother in law doing, um, and he's he's kind of the all or nothing type personality, and yeah. so he, when he went off carbs completely, I mean he was like. Yes he and his you know my sister in law lost a lot of weight, but then when he had two beers um it sent him to the hospital. you know I mean you can't just cut every everything, everything out' so you know so restrictive um right. you know so that's so if if in the evening if I want a bowl of ice cream, I'll have one scoop just mm-hmm. for that taste but i'm not going to completely deny having everything you know so but you know i'm trying to be all around healthy and not just um you know a starvation diet because uh, from what i've understand starvation diets um then your body goes into um you know starvation mode and so and holds on to
1: calories and fat Which Which is the opposite of what you think you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, and that is one of my specialties is the metabolism and how to avoid that, how to listen to your body and exactly what it's saying, whether your metabolism is going down, whether you're feeding it enough, and try to get that in balance um, because your thyroid, which is like the center of your metabolism, will start to shut down and, Some signs of that are like losing hair, not going to the bathroom at least once a day, being really tired, dry skin, um, getting sick really easily. People can start to have heart problems. um, And feeling cold is a huge red flag.
0: Mm -hmm. If you have
1: cold hands and feet, that's an indication that your metabolism isn't working properly. Like for me, when I used to try to be, um, you know, super perfect with dieting, which led me to not eat enough, which I didn't even realize, which we've spoken about, I was always cold. Like I was miserable when it wasn't summer. I would literally sit by the heater anytime I could. And that's the only way I was comfortable because I was so cold and I had thinning hair. Um, and all of that improved when I started focusing on my metabolism. So it can have a major effect, just simply making sure you're getting the right amount of energy for your body. So such a balance, like you're saying, it just really depends on the person and listening to your own body.
2: I'll check that out. Ron is always freezing, and I don't know if it's some, you know, bad circulation from all the surgeries he's had on his legs or <laughs> what it is, but... Actually, we see the doctor tomorrow, so there's
1: one thing I'm going to ask about for him. Yeah, something that you can actually get tested by the doctor is his thyroid hormones, because that can be affected. That will be the major marker if your thyroid is not working well. That That's what keeps you warm. So,
2: okay. and if you want to it's always cold.
1: T3, T4, and thyroid-stimulating hormone. And then your free T3, free T4. So um, I wouldn't just, of course, listen to your doctor. But after, if he does get that tested and if you get the results, I would type them in on the internet to see if that's optimal or not. Because sometimes what the doctors say is optimal is actually outside of what is optimal. So you'll still get those symptoms of hypothyroid, but it's getting ignored and it's not getting treated. So
2: Mm
1: -hmm. keep that in mind.
2: Okay.
0: Another thing is your iron levels, if they're low, you're going to be having a hard time like staying warm and if they're really low, you'll have a hard time breathing because your body articulating that oxygen level.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, iron is so important. And that's, so that's one good thing heart about heart. Oh, sorry. Did you say you're having no, trouble you're doing... with iron?
0: Oh, I always have trouble with that.
1: It's... You're low in iron bought... all the time?
0: Yeah. I just bought beef liver, and I'm going to fry it up and cast iron frying pan for dinner okay
1: yeah liver is really good because it has has, has copper in it as well and sometimes people don't realize copper can increase your absorption of iron so there are people in your situation that constantly have low iron and don't realize they're not getting enough copper and we need copper to absorb iron so sometimes you can't (laughs) overloading your body with iron and not realize that you need copper to use it well so Livers are a really good source of both.
2: Good, good. These are all very, very helpful, very helpful comments.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I agree. The iron is so important. Yeah, another kind of iron deficiency I had myself is restless legs like when you can't sleep because you feel like your legs just want to move, that can be an iron deficiency sign as well. And it went away in large part when I started taking enough iron. I mean, there were other things that were an issue for me, but one thing that will cause that is if I'm not getting enough iron. Hmm. That's
2: going to be... I I don't have that but from time to time Ron does. But so <laughs>
1: really? Yeah, potassium can be another thing that can cause that or B vitamin deficiency. It's such a
2: balance, you know, and knowing and again it's it's back to knowing um you know, what your body needs.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it can be scary yeah. experimenting with yeah. that stuff because you never know if you're gonna throw something off or. So it's really good to get tested or put in your, you know, your intake just for a day or two to see where you're at. And a multivitamin generally isn't gonna hurt you, so I mean, I think pretty much everyone can benefit from a multivitamin. Or taking, liver at least would be helpful to, supply, most of the nutrients that you're gonna need. Not potassium, but most of the minerals and B vitamins, which are commonly deficient.
2: Yes, I do have a B vitamin um, supplement that...
1: um... Yeah, like you said, everyone is different. So, like, B12 is something that some people don't absorb properly in in their, like, through their stomach. So, me, for instance, I have to take a sublingual certain form of B12 under my tongue because when you take something under your tongue it actually goes right into your bloodstream so it doesn't have to be digested and absorbed um, so if I'm not taking that I'll get symptoms of a B12 deficiency even though I have plenty of B12 in my B complex <laughs> so yeah yeah it can be a lot it's probably overwhelming but in the many years that I've experimented with things, I've kind of learned that um, people can be so different.
2: Mm-hmm. That's interesting you said about under the tongue because I've always wondered why with um, that, that one heart pill, I can't think, remember what it is. But I remember seeing a TV show and somebody was having a heart attack and they put nitrogen not nitrogen nitroglycerin nitroglycerin (laughs) pill under the tongue i never realized that's why because it goes right to your bloodstream i never knew that yeah
1: yeah and it's like why aren't we using this i'm just so surprised that we haven't heard that more yeah you know it's just so easy to get into the system it's surprising that that's not more common knowledge but that's just because i'm interested in it i guess but
2: That's cool. Oh, wow.
0: So as we wind down the clock and we've got 10 minutes left, what are some things that you want to summarize and conclude about? Summarize and Summar- summarize conclude. Oh.
1: Okay, um, so some things that are actionable for everyone, I would say try to take a multivitamin or if you can't eat liver or put your in intake, the food intake, into the website chronometer.com. Um, that will, I think, go a super long way in resolving your symptoms. I mean, there are so many symptoms that people have that they think there's no answer to that's a deficiency symptom. So it's because you're not getting enough of a nutrient. You know, in, you know, the conventional medical field, there's a pill for every ill, but actually, you know, your body's smart and it's asking you for something when you're just uncomfortable. Your body's looking out for you. It's trying to make sure you're getting what you need to thrive. So that's... It might be inconvenient to put your intake into a website even for a day or two, but it can really go a long way into informing you and empowering you and helping you understand how you can help the people that you love that are struggling with something that thinks that they may not ever get better, but it's a simple deficiency. Um, Yeah, and once again, I'll put that handout, um, or you can download it into the group so people can see it. for the first steps that they can take to start, you know, eating healthier if you're starting from zero. Um, I do have a handout as well for the metabolism and for how you can track and improve your metabolism every day. And I I can put that in there as well. It's called the Metabolic Health Starter Pack, and that can help you. Take your temperature, see where you're at, where you should be, and what you need to do to increase your temp, your body temperature, and you'll be able to start feeling warmer, stop losing hair. If you're losing hair, potentially, um, have more energy, be in a better mood. I mean, these are all things that I was able to do very quickly, even after years of being in the nutrition field and trying to take nutrients for everything. I didn't realize that I needed it. Focus on my metabolism, which tends to be neglected in the nutrition field. So that's really important, especially if you want to lose weight sustainably, just to make sure that you're respecting your body while you do it. And you keep feeling good. You don't want to be miserable. I mean, that's why people quit their diets is because it can make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. So this kind of fixes that problem and it teaches you the way that you can do it and be kind of bulletproof, in my opinion. In whatever you're trying to do Um, and um, with the potassium you want to try to get your levels checked I mean if you do a yearly checkup it's a good idea to ask to get your nutrients checked if they don't already and take note of that Um, Um, and I would definitely take a picture of it if you can so you have a record of it
2: okay
0: you know, Linda, some clinics and hospitals actually have a portal where you can download a lot of that stuff just keep it, you know, on your device. Okay. Because I know the mail Clinic has that, the mail System, and Alina and Fairview do. So I'd ask about that. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can track up my kids' and stuff. <laughs> hmm Yeah. And then, okay. too, you oh. know, you oh. can, with that portal, you can contact your doctor. Like, when my kids get re- test results done, I'm going through it with, with a fine-tooth comb, and I'm asking them, okay, you say this is good. Well... What exactly is the levels? And it'll he'll actually explain the levels mm-hmm. and where it needs to be and where it should be.
1: Yeah, that's good. Because they can mess up, you know.
2: Well, and a lot of times too, I'll get the results, but you know, like I right now, I have to make an appointment and get um, my my oncologist wants a a workup. Um, <clears throat> I just have to make the appointment. Um, but then you get the the results back, and it, to me it's gibberish because I don't know what, you know. Okay, that's high, that's low. Is that good? Or is that bad? You know. So, you know, sometimes it, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's what's good or bad. Right. I mean, you can kind of tell because if it's if it's bad. <laughs> if it's something's too high or too low, it, and the results, it comes back in in red, so you know I know mm-hmm. overall you know what's good or bad, but at the same time you don't always know the
1: um, the nitty gritty of it. So right, which is why it's good to ask questions. But there are specific tests that I would look out for, especially the thyroid one. I mean that's one that is most commonly ignored that I would just take a picture and then just kind of it's surprising how much you can just type in TSH this number is it truly good or something like that and find you know some stuff on um, that online because there are practitioners and even medical doctors out there that are really trying to get the information out there that um, your thyroid not, might not actually be healthy when you're thinking right. that it is, or this is why you're feeling that way. So you will find something out there. The
2: it's been a couple of years, and yeah. so I'm, you know, things have it's been actually more than a couple of years. <laughs> so it's probably time to do that again.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing about iodine that will increase your thyroid hormone. Your thyroid hormone is actually made of iodine. So if you're not getting enough, it will directly impact it. And that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get a goiter. It it could be lower level efficiency of your energy, but it may not give a goiter. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Good, yes. Okay. Well, this has been a very useful and helpful session. I appreciate you guys. And I've got to yeah. go make some jello.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be curious, um, if you do find out about your husband's thyroid or I wonder what is making him cold. Mhm. Yeah, his
2: circulation is you know, his had so many reconstructions on his legs. Um, and now they're looking at replacing his other knee. So it's, um, but you know, it's there's something there's something going on there when he's when yeah you know, he when he's always so cold. So
1: yeah, and it could be iron, but it could be you know iodine or thyroid. So good to get those tests for sure.
2: Yes. Yes. Wonderful. <sighs> Well, Gail, thank you so much. And Linda,
0: too, she belongs to the Facebook group. So, you know, if you've got questions, you can always message her there, too.
1: Exactly, exactly. please. Yeah, if you have any questions. Yeah, yeah, home. yeah. And we'll have a mm-hmm. chat
0: mm-hmm. later on this evening specifically for this show. <laughs> So that, you know, you want to get to contact her right away or you have questions, everyone's got questions, you can feed off
1: each other. Yes, that would be great.
2: Okay. All righty. Well, for now, thanks, Gail. And um, I will catch up with you. Go ahead. Do you use Ron's Facebook or do you have your own? I do have my own. I have to get it re... Um, I have not, honestly, have not been on Facebook for some time. Um, I do have an account. A lot of times things come to me on my emails. So like, so I don't really go into um, Facebook, but I, I need to because, you know, just for the things that we have um, through Hope and the things that you're putting on, um, I need to get active and so I'll work on that, um and get and get that going again. I don't even know uh, you know, I I know I have my password written down somewhere, so I just have to reactivate it and I, I'm sure it's active. I just have not been on it for a while. Well when you're right and then what what
0: give me a call and I'll help you modernize okay. it. Okay.
2: Alrighty. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. I'm um tonight at seven actually I have um a monthly call or <laughs> it sounds kinda crazy for our eighth grade graduating class from fifty five years ago. We meet once a month on um on Zoom and then once a year with a reunion and that's coming up next and yeah, next month already. So <laughs> we're just making plans for the reunion tonight. So, so um not oh, a baseball I'm, reunion but it's great school. <laughs> so I'm gonna be but but even that with that I need to get on Facebook. So I'll I'll work on that later this afternoon.
1: Okay. And all that stuff that I mentioned that goes to your email if you do download it so that'll make it easier that's all you check is your email I send it there so once you get on there you can get it it straight to your email
2: wonderful wonderful well you guys have a great afternoon and um, I'm gonna go it's two o'clock and we haven't had lunch yet so I better go make some lunch different conference call so (laughs) have a good rest of your day (laughs) Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's (laughs) show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then take care and remember to make the day count reach we